1: Game League. Get guys! Welcome back to Talking League for 2023. I'm your host TK. I'm joined tonight by Andy Corbs and Robbo in the house. I'm glad to have my main man back on the couch for me. How are you, Andy?
0: <laughs> oh, I miss that sound. Jeez, that just brings back some good feelings. It is. We should have had like a, a Backstreets Back song coming on, boys. Uh, back. All right. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everyone's missed your singing. You know, I know one man hasn't. Robbo. Robbo, how are you, mate? Happy New Year. And good to have you on board with us tonight, mate.
2: Yeah, thanks TK, it's good to be back and uh, yeah, a bit of a big, big off-season move, now living north of the border as a as an import, so it should be interesting, getting to a few more games at Suncorp.
1: As long as you never wear the maroon, we'll be fine mate.
2: Amen. Yeah, I don't think I've got to load myself to that.
1: And the snake, he's back for another season, <laughs> he's, I've missed him, Corbs, how are, you? how are you mate?
3: Yeah, good, I was just going through, I was to saying off the camera. Right few uh updates dust off the headphones and um yeah i was worried i was going to have a few issues as i always do but starting the year on a high i think i started last year i f- fell asleep didn't i and i come <laughs> yeah. in about half an hour late because i put the young fellow to bed right. so That's
1: 2023
3: is looking a little bit better
1: nice you're on the way back you're bouncing back but mate you've you're a bit of a celebrity up there in newcastle <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tell the boys and girls your story of one of the great men?
0: No, no, his partner's. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, Lucy
1: Corby is actually the famous one. But why don't you you start the good start, start the year off no, with a great story? Well,
3: bro. it did not start well. We got back to, um, to Nui and the aircon had carked it. So anyway, Lucy found some person that um, referred them to uh, a, a bloke to call, and anyway. A uh, guy come to the door and yeah, told him what was wrong and he went out and fixed it. And then I was pottering around the backyard, as you do, and uh, he sort of said, oh, love the pod. I was like, oh, you listened to you? And then uh, I was like, how do you know? And he goes, oh, well, when the call came through, Lucy Corby, I was like, oh, I've heard her mentioned by TK. Surely that's not Corby from Talking League. And Then you greeted me at the door and it was. And uh, yeah, anyway, then we proceeded to chat for about 20 minutes about fantasy footy and whatnot, and um yeah, it was pretty funny. That's awesome. So, e- shout out to Ethan from Jet Aircon and Refrigeration Services in Newey.
1: Yeah, and the ladies on Talking League, you can find him at 041 or what is the number? <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, he's got a missus, actually. So he was saying that he's going overseas for six weeks, so he's a bit worried about his rank, about what's going to happen, but... I think we both come to the conclusion he's still going to beat Andy, uh, even though he's gonna yeah. last six weeks. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, it's it's a millionth and a month time he's using it now. <laughs> Look, hope you hope you got a discount off him, that's all.
1: Now nah, shout uh, out to Ethan nah. the boys. All his mates listen to the show too, so shout out to all the newy boys up there.
3: Yeah, he's got a group of twelve boys there thinking of diving into the draft comp this year, I told him to get around it. It'll be awesome because, yeah, we have a heap of fun with ours.
1: Nice. Well, ladies and gentlemen, tonight what we'll do, just a bit of an intro pod, we'll give our <laughs> thoughts on the new rules and kind of a little bit of chat around the buy, buy rounds and all that sort of stuff. A little bit about kind of who we're looking at in terms of our guns, cheapies and mid-rangers at this early stage, who our opening captain might be, just lessons that we've learnt from last year that we bring into it. Probably the, the best part of the night is love interests because apparently everyone's got a new love interest this year and everyone yeah. loves it on that you you love interest we'll finish off with some bold predictions and then what's ahead for 2023 but let's talk a little bit about new rules Robbo you've you done a great article Mercado anyone that hasn't had a look yet as soon as the new rules were announced but plenty there mate salary cap at 10 million trades going up you know D- DPP changes and obviously buy rounds coming in what's your initial thoughts and what's your likes and dislikes
2: yeah, spot on there, TK. In terms of that article, I think there's about 1,500 words there if anyone wants something to read before going to bed. Uh, but I guess <laughs> the two main points for me are in terms of the squad size, keeping that at 21, I really like because if we increase that to, say, 22, 3, 4, even 25, it makes it a lot easier to scoop up all the cash cows, but you don't have to mm. make any marginal calls on the cashies to go with. And I guess by lifting the trades by eight, they've sort of had to correct a lot of prices, which I do mention in that article, uh, You know, like the Josh Fuster uh, Brandon Smith, Nathan Cleary, among others. Uh, I've got no issue with those because I think it makes it a bit harder for you to really stack up at the start, and it means that you have to choose, you know, some different options, and it will make the game a bit more dynamic at the uh, top end of the table.
1: Yeah, Corbs, I like the, what they've done with the DPP. D- D- I think this is the first time since we've been together for fantasy that fantasy actually is reflecting what kind of what the NRL is. Like, there's no more silly... Like, they had Angus Crichton with a with a DPP. He never played middle for... I don't even... Has he ever played middle?
3: Yeah, yeah, that was one thing I actually had in mind. I was a fan of the DPP being wound in to make things just a little bit more difficult. Um, And hopefully, like we've sort of all talked about and a few people have talked about in different platforms, teams look a little different at the start of the year because certain positions were just all the same players. And, I mean, one position in particular, the centre position, it's going to be a little bit tricky this year, as it always is anyway. Um, So, yeah, I'm a fan of that one.
1: Yeah, Andy... Trades up to 44. Shooter's going to live another couple of months. <laughs> but <laughs> our sending strategy, we got a little bit too excited. This is going to keep us around. But I like it being up because I'm a big fan of new players coming in. And the longer they can stick around and play a little bit more fantasy, the better, I think.
0: Yeah, 100%. And the staggering of the trades as well, it sort of just – it brings you that – it just gets lets you hold your horses a little bit longer. You know, like you have your three-day rule to start off with and yeah. makes you think about your team more at the start because you know those trades are sort of – Obviously, there will be trades towards the end of the time, end of the season, but just hold you off firing a couple of trades early season too.
1: But I think it's even harder on the veterans that play week in, week out, right? Because it's it's up the – they're going to have to be better as well because 100%. the rest of the veterans also have the same amount of trades. So, you know, your strategy, you're going to have to put a lot more for your strategy and starting better.
0: It would definitely um, sort the boys out from the men. Um, and just goes to show you can't just be willy-nilly playing and hoping for the best. You need to put a lot more research in, so, which is very good for all top-end players.
1: Yeah, Robbo. Now, buy rounds, 13, 16, 19, the major ones before Origin 1, 2, and 3. Now, first time, you know, squad's been reduced to 13 players, which is a lot more... It's unusual because usually it's been 17 players. I've always done really, really well during the buy rounds because of planning and going hard during that period. But what's your thoughts on kind of reducing back to that number?
2: Uh, personally, I don't mind it. I mean, there's going to be some people out there that you know, want it to be up to 17. But I think you find in most rounds, even if someone gets 15, two or three of those are going to be cheapies anyway that you've kind of just brought in to boost your numbers up. So mm. I think it makes too much difference there. It enables you to keep your guns as well because that difference in terms of, say, holding like a you know, like Cameron Murray or Nathan Cleary as opposed to trading them out and getting in a gun that will actually play that buy round isn't going to be as crucial this year. And I think another thing as well that people aren't accounting for is the fact that in 14, 16, and what would the last one be? 20, 19. No, so, so yeah, uh, yeah, 19. Basically, the round after the buy round is like a minor buy round where three teams miss out. So you're going to struggle to get, make uh, 17 in that. So not really a massive issue for me in terms of shifting it down and you know, changes the strategy a bit, I guess.
1: Yeah. In terms of that strategy, you are you going to go a little bit lighter? Try to be as good as you can early on and then try to really focus on getting as many players you can for these buys?
2: I mean, that's the idea. You you start with a good team, you can sort of save some trades, and then you get to about you know around seven, eight. And you can really have a good look at who might be useful in say thirteen and fourteen, uh, and then potentially players that you can then transition out. So, yeah, ideally you get a good start. But if you have a terrible start, you might have to burn through trades to uh, make sure you don't fall too far behind.
1: Yeah, Corbs what's <laughs> <you>? shooter.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> the, the shooter, rule, the shooter, shooter rule.
1: Corbs, what's your thoughts on these buy rounds? Because we both of us done relatively well over these over the last couple of years, man.
3: Yeah, it just brings another element of difficulty. And I've no real problem. Obviously you can't stack your team with a certain um like NRL team. But on the other hand, there's nothing wrong in loading up on teams like the Bronx, Rabbits, Cows, and Eels in that money making period, like the first third of the season, as these guys don't have buys till like rounds fourteen to sixteen. So it's probably gonna get the trickiest over that origin period, which as it always does, because it takes out origin players and restings and the buys. So uh, and then there's this new 13 like players scoring. So, yeah, I look forward to it. And hopefully I can get off to a good start, as Jace was saying, because that makes <laughs> things heaps easier in being able to execute your plan. But, yeah, the last two years, that hasn't been um, how I've started the year. Why
1: well, does Andy have his phone open now? He has eight players in his, his app. <laughs> well,
3: he said if he, he
1: gets off to a good
0: start, i if you want some tips, <laughs> don't come to me. I'm a strong <laughs> I'm a show. terrible starter.
1: I don't know how <laughs> yeah. i finished two top 500s, because my... Don't, th- don't start listening
3: to us Jesus. until, like round four,
1: because we <laughs> usually start off with <laughs> four. All our yeah, yeah, we're good at correcting our issue. <laughs> well, Stop <that's-> listening, everyone. <laughs> Eddie, last but not least, what's your thoughts? Because you did pretty well during your buy rounds last year.
0: Yeah, I stacked pretty heavily in my buy rounds, but with the problem with that being... the yeah, no like the trade yeah. <laughs> Which is just end of my season early. But I definitely come home pretty strong, though. So that definitely helped. But um, I think that the main thing with the buyers would just be the choice of emergencies. You, you just can't really just stack wing of fullbacks, you know, the good cash earners, because you need those players that can actually sub in. So you need to have a bit of thought process behind you in emergencies. You can't just have four wing of fullbacks that are really cheap and making good money. Yeah. So you need to sort of spread out <coughs> and think about that a bit more.
1: Calls cool. mentioned those three teams, Para. Broncos Cowboys. and Souths, I think, by memory. But how many players can you actually stack?
0: Even with that, maybe, like I said, you can the start the season because if you know they haven't got a buy for round 14, mm. you don't need to trade them out or anything. But the problem with though, with for one, is they're all the, all the players are high value you know, or they're all at Heaps, value, so yeah. it's sort of hard. You've you got to diversify a bit more. Nice. But yeah, just plan, if you've got stack players, you just have to plan your buy rounds pretty smart.
1: Well, oh, yeah, it's going to be tough, very, very tough. All right, boys, let's talk a little. Bit. Let's go, players. Let's go. You know, pre-trials still very, very early, but we've still got plenty of players on our mind. Cobb, start with you. Who's a gun on your mind, man?
3: Well, we were talking about this Carrigan, and his stocks have just risen dramatically with the news of Hass taking a little rest. Well, I can see him getting back to his 2020 stats, getting 70 minutes, increasing that PPM a little bit. He's been a bit of ball player. Of late, I don't know if that'll increase, but I can see him. That was one of my hot takes, actually. 60-plus average. I yeah. reckon he's gal 2.0.
1: I like the call as well. I just think pre-origin last year, his average was through the roof as well. They're going to need him more than ever. And, you know, you just said stocks. He's a perfect stock. He's just had, like, an announcement, and his stock is rising. The guy that's not is paying us. Like, yeah. he's this type of guy that when you're analysing a real stock in real life... He's got so many red flags right now. You wouldn't put your money into him at all. I just think it's crazy just at the moment to even thinking about him. The off-field kind of volatility of this bloke is just huge, Andy.
0: Excuse me. Sorry. Especially when he's demanding that much price and – it's pretty much on the table where all the all the off field dramas are. It's very hard to pick him, like you said. Carrigan coming into the season, good. Come yeah. off that peck injury as well, so he's definitely undervalued from last year. So I like the call.
1: Cool. Yeah, no Kobe, no T C reparty. It just it just smells that Carrigan's going to have a big year. He's going to be needed. Now back to you, Andy. Who's your gun on your mind? Um, was not Josh Hodgson.
0: It's Millie's partner. Because yeah, like, Millie, Millie's a premiership winner, so it's Millie's partner, Adam Elliott.
1: Can we make him like gal 2.1? <laughs> because...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think he's coming into his own. He's finally calmed down off field a bit. He had a couple of uh, bad seasons at the Dogs and then had a decent, sort of game, decent season at the Raiders. But I feel like with the loss of Mitch Barnett and a couple of um, key forwards in Clemmer, Adam Elliott is there to be the workhorse yeah. for Knights. So I feel like they brought him in for a reason. Uh, he's a demanding 55 minutes plus, I'd say. Um, you know, Kurt Man is not going to come off and take much minutes off him in lock.
1: All right. So the three of us are all big on Carrick and Elliot. So we've got 19 plays to separate our teams now. <laughs> We're all going I'm these not, two. You're I'm not going, not going out of on
3: Elliot? You're not? His oh, he, stats and good, but I'm worried. Who's going to pull him in line up there at Newcastle?
0: Millie. Millie. Yeah, man. He's got a, he's, they're married or they're engaged. No one, no one can tame Elliot.
1: He's he turned the corner. Good
2: on the field. No one can tame him on the field.
1: That's good. Yeah. Now, Robert, you got someone different for your gun, mate?
2: Yeah, I have gone with a former South Sydney player, um, Dwayhe. So he was another one of those players that had a price correction. I think he's 50 grand above what he should have been if they went off his average last year. But even if that, he's priced at 54. He's mm. probably a very good bet to be a high 50s, low 60s, and I imagine he'll be a very popular player uh, for round one teams.
1: Big IPAP next to him too. Have mm. to add a little bit of value. He's finally got a big back row that he can just put short balls on. Could be some value for both of them.
2: Yeah, potentially, or just a target. You know, a decoy runner, just dummies goes himself and gets a thirty point try. Wouldn't mind that either.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait oh, to man. see them actually run out. They've got the best Ford pack that I've ever seen. There's, like, almost, there's almost too much forward, <laughs> forwards. It's like, like when Chamshane's first came in, he had the thought of bringing all these juniors through. They're not going to make the team. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you Joe
1: O. You're Clemur, you got Clemmer. You got Isaiah Pups. I just hope he hasn't been watching like New South Wales from two thousand and eighteen or something, and like scouting him based on that, because there's a lot of former New South Wales players now in their team.
0: Yeah, look, look, I, the high, high, high um signs for him, but let's just see if the infield of the off-field dramas from the club can actually hold themselves for a year and actually deliver. Yeah.
1: You see. Now let's go to mid rangers Who's on our mind? Corbs. We both had the same guy, Luke Garner, who comes in at four hundred and seventy-eight k. But I know he's got to break even at thirty-three. Does have a career. Edge average of 44, but it kind of he's hit a bit of lotto here. If you're ever going to play a position in the NRL, that left edge by Penneriff is pretty good place to start.
3: Yeah, good coin to be made there. And he seems like there's a couple. I did the doggies, there's Sutton and Davey, but we're just not entirely sure where they're going to land yet. Um, I'm pretty confident that there will be a couple more in there. There's that Elise Katoa uh, going through list, Ponga maybe even as well if you want to have a bit more of a risk. But he seems just that really set in stone, like safe mid-ranger, if you can say that. So I think he should be in everyone's team. He's yeah, one of my first picked.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Now, Robbo, who's in your mind, man? <clears throat> so speaking of Brian Sutton and Adam
2: Elliott, they've both left the Raiders and formed a little bit of a hole there for Corey Horsburgh. And I think he can really take advantage of that if he gets some extra minutes. If he can push into that sort of mid-50s, he can probably roll at a PPM, He's always got that odd run where he'll get two or three tackle busts when he finds some smaller defenders in the middle and get an offload. So I think he'll be very interesting to have a look at during the preseason. The big redhead,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, just under 600k. um, He's probably going to be a nice budget-friendly mid for a lot of people who can't afford a top-tier mid. He's got a couple
1: of big scores in him too. Absolutely, he does. He'll be a nice pod too. Can't really see too many players touching him, right?
2: Oh, I don't know. I think a lot of people will, will take a punt on him because in 2020 for memory, I didn't have him, but he started like an absolute house on fire, no pun intended. I think he got like a 60, then a 50, and yep. another high 40s, and then he got injured against Parra. And, uh, and he cried. Yeah, cried as, <laughs> cried as he went off the field. With I mean, passion. he got a painful injury, so Cri- I can't blame him for that. <laughs> <laughs> Andy,
0: wrap
1: us up. Who's your mid-ranger?
0: And Jermaine Hopgood. Uh, I would we, I talk about on the parapod when it comes out, but I feel like he's just got the pedigree to be... You're do. in love with him. I, well, funny you say that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, at 453k, he, he won Lock of the Year, New South Wales Cup Player of the Year. Um, when he did play last year, he subbed in for his IEO, 61 from 67 minutes. Like, he's a workhorse. And what, he, what I actually love about him is... Parramatta suit that offload sort of play. You know, Paul, Junior Paulo was a bit of offload king, but this man had 46 offloads in, uh, I think it was 19 games. Yeah. Uh, third amount, third in tackles for the New South Wales Cup with 724. Second in runs taken. So he's a very busy player. So I'm just, mate, he did lead the, the, the league in penalties conceded. Which, you know, he can clean <laughs> his game up, but yeah, we'll get it out of him. Yeah, but You need
1: like a naughty guy sometimes. <laughs>
0: yeah. Eight tries in 19 games too. So I feel like him coming off a Josh Hodson in the middle, it's, it's very um, desirable. Yeah,
1: fantasy average of sixty. I think definitely someone to watch in the preseason. Now let's go to a few lessons that we learned. Now, Robert, they call you the professor. Now, you're give me some give some give me your best lesson from last year that you take away and trying to improve this year, mate.
2: I think it's about keeping it simple, actually. So for me, it was a few of the highly owned, very popular cash cows that I sort of veered against at the start, particularly Tango and Nunai. Uh, not having them in round one and everyone else having them just put me on the back foot from the start plus a a couple of other players not going out too well. So I think particularly when it comes to those cheaper players, if they've got a decent value proposition, just lock them in. And if they're not good after three weeks, you can get rid of them. But trying to buy them in three weeks in after they've gone up 150K is, is not really a uh, fun thing to do,
1: yeah now, Andy, I put lesson learned from two thousand and twenty don't don't send it so early with Andy <laughs> that is one yeah give players
0: more three dates <laughs> or maybe even more than three dates, who knows, I did actually sell um, uh, avarillo right before he started playing well, so that that hurt me, yeah. which is definitely a lesson learned and one of the main ones for me is uh, stop picking up my draft players. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, just separate my draft team I from my classic no, team. You know, no, like you're an addict.
0: <laughs> if I can separate those two, I feel like that's going to be my uh, my season that I beat Corbs in. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, Rob, I, I actually, I should have mentioned this. Like, one of my notes was go a little bit more with the pack in round one. How important do you reckon it is to, especially with players that are just right on that kind of that ceiling where you're kind of, you know, you're ifing and ah which I'm sure that you were with those two players that you mentioned. Sometimes you just need to bite, even if you know you're going to be wrong, and just go with the pack sometimes, mate.
2: Yeah, 100%. Especially with Tano, you played the first game, so it was pretty easy just to slot in your team somewhere and, and cop. No, no, it was a bit more complicated because I actually didn't have my phone on me, and I had Lukey in my team and didn't get to change it for that last game, but... Even still, I think with a lot of those players, particularly the cheap rent, you know, if they're highly owned, you might sort of just go on the safe side of things. I think it becomes one of those more riskier players, particularly at the high price point where they might have like a con- concussion history or you know, a dud shoulder or something like that. it will be very careful going for a pod because if they do their shoulder or get a head knock in the first five minutes and then you know score a three, lose 50 grand, have a B of 100 the next week, it's, it doesn't really help you uh, going through
1: those first few weeks. Yeah, now Corb's, What's your lesson? Is it that you're not going to be a snake this year?
3: <laughs> oh, I'm just <laughs> laughing at Jace there because my last point, I had three. Um, Ooh, take some risk to finish in the in the top few, um, and and actually, Will had some good insight into this with his Q and A that you'll reveal to um, others later in the show. But also follow those like statistical trends, like Latrell, and Jace was saying, don't go for that person with injury prone or head knocks. I went little pappy; he got injured. I then doubled down and went Pong the next week and he'd last about (laughs) 10 minutes with that knockout. So it just absolutely destroyed my rank. Uh, Another big one was don't jump on the bandwagon. That was a massive outlier, like Talakai. He'd never done that in his career and I just got massive FOMO and jumped on after his huge game and he sort of had okay scores, but he didn't do anything. Like I lost money on him and, yeah, that was a, a bit of a one. And then... From our conversation, uh, I also had just sort of stick safe with the captain for opening rounds and almost play it safe until you start to get a bit of a read on things because players move, things change off season. Um, a lot of that, like the World Cup, I think that could sort of. Cleary was on it with bloody Tulvasa Shek. Uh, no, what's what's his name? The Tulvasa, the MMA.
0: Oh, Thai Tulvasa.
3: Yeah, he was over there ripping in Bam over him. in the states. So. He'll be, yeah, he'll be dusty as he won't come good to round five. Yeah,
1: I'm worried about that. My, my biggest concern is Penrith and the amount of players they've had away And There's a lot of jump when you think the bottom eight teams, they all started training in November. Penrith, we're recording this on the 5th of January. I think they only went back to training yesterday.
0: It definitely hurt them. And also the other factor is they're going to buy him round three. So you, if you get a couple of players, and they're all the winners of a grand final, there's no value there, you know? There might have been a couple of new people yeah. like Luke Garner coming into the team, but their players are all high-priced
3: and they're all over, overvalued. So Mate,
1: they got the Broncos tough. in round one. Why well, you put 40 on him himself.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Was yourself? Was it just Garner, Sonny Luke, Mitch Kenny training?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the
1: rest of the team made World Cup. yeah, for sure Yeah, they did an army camp with three of them
3: <laughs> <laughs> Those three will be fit though, G, to tell you <laughs>
1: oh, Actually, I think I missed one, Cheapy Did we go for a cheapies today? No,
3: nah, we didn't I was going to oh, be up on that Excuse me I'll
1: just let it slide Yeah, sorry, we got to, Sorry, cheapies. I'll play the button Boys, I've got Isaac Thompson winger, 319k we got Big and suspended Check out Jason Demetrio's uh, podcast with Jimmy Graham It's abs- Jimmy Graham's had some great podcasts But he won't stop rapping this guy So I think he's going to be in for a big season If he takes the wing spot on the right Get a duel to start But Corpse, what's on your mind cheapy wise man
3: Yeah me and Andy went the same one here Sloan gets the opportunity With the unfortunate news of Ramsey I know he misses round one But for the money he could make I think it's like 200k At a very conservative average of 31 I think you should be able to cover him No no worries, really, for round one, because you should know the other 16 are healthy. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, I was, we're talking to uh, a mate who's really good friends with um, DC, the coach of the Waratahs, and they did that training trial, the, the hybrid game, uh, and he had massive raps on the fullback. So, uh, like, he's always had a really good attacking game, and he, he can have that sort of confidence and support play. Um, obviously just needs to work on the confidence under the high ball and his defensive game, but that all comes with experience. Um, I just think he, he could have, like, not big year, because the Dragons aren't going to do anything spectacular, but he could have a good year personally. Um, Just he's sort of getting a bit older and he's almost at that 22 age where he's he's ready to sort of, um yeah, step his game up, I guess, and become a, a regular NRL player.
1: Yeah, I like it. Now, Robbo, who's on your mind, Chippy-wise, mate?
2: I'm going for a player that I don't think necessarily will play around one, right, and that's Valence Tavare of the Dolphins. So he had a pretty exciting highlight reel uh, mm-hmm. on YouTube from the Queensland Cup last year. Strong ball runner, good offloader, good try finisher, and when he was over in New Zealand, he actually got a couple of caps for Waikato in the minor 10 cup, which I believe is the division below the Super Rugby. So, there's some real talent there. He's a dual position, base price. We may not have him from round one, but I'm sure he'll get a crack at some point this year and be very exciting to watch.
1: Yeah, it looks like a big build of a player. Really looking forward to seeing him play. All right, boys, let's talk a little bit about captaincy because there's a few options here. Plenty of buys in the early rounds for the likes of both Nathan Cleary and Nico Hines. But, Andy, what's your thoughts here? Set and forget captain at this stage.
0: I'm, I'm torn. I come into this uh, with Cleary, um, but also the fact that they've got a, a chance to, they've got a buy it round three. He's coming in late, you know, parting with Tied to Vasco Vegas. <laughs> 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 I think I'm more leaning towards Hines, but I don't know. I think Hines is going to play himself into a, a 14 role in, in Origin. Yeah. So I feel like, the, I don't think that's going to be issue whether you choose the two or that's going to be the deciding factor. But, he he will be off the bench, so he'll be able to back it up. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm very torn. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think it's. I did come into this thing with Cleary because there was a very um a good comment made that I read earlier was the fact that Cleary's done everything. He won premiership. He's done a double peak. He has not won a dally. am yet. And I feel like that's going to be a major major push for him to sort of play yeah. his best this year. So
1: yeah. Now, Rob, I know that you want to potentially go something different, but. <clears throat> I'll let you talk about who you want to bring in, but the other thing I wanted to just pick your brain on was there was a few people talking about maybe not going either Nico Hines or Nathan Cleary and then bringing him in post their buy. But the thing with that is where do you find like nearly a million dollars to do that? Like I just, I'm not th- sure if you've thought about that and who you actually want to bring in firstly.
2: Yeah, so we'll start with who I'd like to start with. So I think you need to go with one of the top three players, and for me, that is Cleary, Hines, or Cameron Murray, and I'm looking at going the latter now. We've just spoken about the fact Cleary and Hines have a bye early on. That's one thing that stands out, and the fact that South don't have a bye to around 16. Obviously, Murray will uh, have origin around 13, but that makes him odds-on chance to be the best scorer in the first 12 rounds, which is you know a very crucial part of the season, and if he does that, does well, particularly if a lot of people don't go for him, then I'm going to be in a good spot. The other part of it as well, and I don't know whether many people have touched on this, is obviously you'll, you know, where you spread your cash across your team and the value proposition. And I look at the halves, and as you spoke about Adam Dwayne before, I really like the look of him from round one. And also like Jackson Hastings. I think if he's going to dominate the uh, playmaking, the kicking, goal kicking, he's probably underpriced. So if I want to take those two and then stack on a Heinz or a Cleary, I basically got two and a half mil or a quarter of my salary cap tied up in three plays in one position and none of them in dual position. So that, I don't really think that's a great idea. So that's why Murray appeals to me. But it's not without risk. We know he's got a pretty sketchy uh, injury history when it comes to uh, neck and head injuries. Obviously got dumped mm-hmm. on his head by Lawton last year against the Seagulls. And then I think twice last year, he got a uh, HIA and failed it in the first five minutes of the game. And that's actually why he's a bit cheaper this year, which... Uh, Interestingly, they didn't correct his price, but they did with Cleary when he got sent off against Parramatta.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting strategy and a good one that you brought up because realistically he'll play 12 games, the other guys will play 11. So if you think it's only a couple of points, he actually makes money and he gets that captaincy that you don't have to worry about and then you're making some money underneath. So another strategy to maybe consider there. But Corb's moving to you. Have you thought about the cleary Hines or another person as your opening captain?
3: i thinking a bit more hardly about it now after hearing Jace with his little strategy there. <laughs> I was leaning towards Hines out of those two, but this is just purely on the value for money because you go down the list, the top 10 minus Isaiah Papali, and I don't think he'll be in the top 10 at the end of this year. They're all origin players, which means miss games and also possibly manage minutes mid-season. I think the Bunnies will do well again, and that means Cam Muzz, he always gets uh, managed quite well through that middle part of the season. Second season at half for Hines and nothing changes at the Sharks. It will just be smooth sailing at training. Whereas Cleary, partying, probably still pissed. He's his master nine. I, I think you don't you aren't going to realise how much um, they're going to mu- lo- uh, miss Appy. Mm. Um and even kick out. He was really good with the Panthers yardage. They're two big losses that we um and yeah, just the cohesion might be a little off for the Panthers to start off. Um, And I just think with the captain, I'll just make sure that when the Sharkies do have their bye, I've just got someone that's going to score reasonably well. So if you just yeah. have a good vice captain as that second man in, then I think there's no it sort of counteracts. But I do like Jase's thinking maybe that having Hines.
1: Yeah. Currently, I've got Fafita and Carrigan. So I'm quite comfortable carrying Hines because I reckon that he's no chance of playing Origin after Burden's played so well in Origin 3 and also the World Cup because he just can't cover centre. Burden can cover all these positions.
0: So round, six, it's round 6, the
3: Sharks buy, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, it's early. Very yeah. early. I haven't got it on there. Yeah, round 6. Yeah, that
3: is, that's it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, So, I think he's getting less and less chance of making Origin, especially with Jack Wyden as well. I think he might be third in the pecking line now. So, that's why I want to go Heinz and I just think it's just not worth messing around. And Sharks, they've got a really good draw. Get over those first three games and it's just... Really opens up. So for we're
0: them. all in agreement that are uh,
1: no cleary. Pretty much. Can you imagine? We all saying you have to have yeah. cleary for yeah. last yeah. few years.
3: Initially, there's a long time till <laughs> <Yeah>. round one. Mines <laughs> yeah. at the moment. But wait, wait till
0: the uh, Penrith preview comes out. I'll be. You haven't all played Penrith play stamps.
1: As long as I can just, if Ty can tell us what he's been up to, <laughs> and what time they've been going to bed, then I can make a proper decision. Yeah. The later, the better.
0: I think you can make an assumption there. <laughs> he's done for. Imagine he's not
1: back. I mean, he's just refusing to come back. He's in the UFC. What would you do, if played, you're better? He's in UFC now. Like, yeah.
3: You're gonna have a rough team with Elliot Hawsbrough and a pissed Nathan Cleary. It's gonna be absolute <laughs> carnage at training for your fantasy team. <laughs>
1: All right, boys. It's that time of the night. Oh, All right, boys, we've made them listen to half an hour of our jibber, but they really only wanted to hear his love interest for this year. Now, Andy, you've been telling me you've been cheating. I don't even know, who who you end up finishing with? Yesterday? Last year,
0: geez, there were so many. Um, <laughs> Ye ho. I can't, I can't remember who the, <laughs> the final one was. So I think I just decided to, to side hustle them all.
1: <laughs> who have you got for this year?
0: This year, I think this could be a pick and stick for a while. Um, it's my boy, Jermaine Hopgood. One because of his unique name, Jermaine. It's it's really nice it's got the apostrophe in it. I really like it. But just two for the fact he's got some sick tats on his arms. He's a pure Penrith boy. Was going to sign for the Cowboys actually and then decided to come to Parramatta as well. So I like that dedication. I and it. I, I feel like he's just going to be a star. He's going to be he's going to, one of those players where they get a get opportunity and they just take it with both hands and
2: just run with it.
1: Nice. Now Robert, you had the beautiful blue eyes of Cameron Murray last year, but you're telling me you've just left the fold and you've broken up? <laughs>
2: allegedly so, no. So uh, moving oh, north, back. I've actually—he's
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: picking his captain, surely.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, um, so as, as I mentioned before, moved north of the border, got a season ticket to go watch the Dolphins play with the crew. Should be a bit of fun, so I thought I should probably pick a player that I'm going to see live, you know, once every uh, fortnight. So I've gone for a player, you know, playing in that Vanilla Coke. Bottle, uh, bottle shirt that we're really looking forward to seeing in the NRL. Um, he's a really fast player, really fun to watch, and that's Hamiso Tabiywa Sado.
1: Ooh, I like it. Now, thinking of North on the border, my love interest is Reece Walsh.
0: Of course. How good <laughs> yeah, is he looking? We all knew that. How good that's is he like looking horror.
1: with his eyeliner? He's yeah, gone. He's, he's put a bit of size he, on yeah, too. He's but, looking real good.
0: Were you jealous when you seen that photo of him and uh, Ezra Mam in bed together? You yeah. That? yeah. <laughs> TK wish he was Ezra <laughs> Meme that night. How do you know I wasn't in there?
2: Just <laughs> couldn't see him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But those pink shorts he's wearing, the backwards cap, I'm starting to do it at the gym. i got both. I've ordered both. Got a little bit of eyeliner on tonight. Yeah, I'm ready to go. But he's replacing Nico Hines. Sorry, Nico, you're out. This year
0: It's got to be someone big to take Nico off you too, because he is your Sharks halfback. He year. is. So that's, that's well done, Reese. You've, you've stolen his
1: heart. Now, Corbs you you were a big man on Stefano for a while, but yeah, he's he's
3: still got a spot there. <laughs> but I, was, I read it as love interest for pre-season, so I'm uh, very interested to see my boy Jackie Howard, the young unit, who's uh, I reckon he's going to crack the NRL this year. And yeah, stay he's there a bit of a good. sort too. Yeah, good head of hair, which always gets me. And <laughs> so on to 2027, surely he gets a start soon. Um, A I, I, I special mention just to Bud Sullivan. I'm looking forward to seeing him because I think he's going to get a shot. And I also heard Billy Smith is on track to be back for the trial. <laughs> uh,
1: Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> your man there, Jack Howarth. Do Howell.
3: not give up on him out there, Billy Smith <laughs> man.
1: Between Jack Howarth and Brendan Piacura, the, they've got the most money per minute in the NRL, I think. They're both yeah, on about yeah. half a million dollars.
3: Well, yeah, I don't know whether he's going to come in as a centre and then maybe be moved into second row later in the year, but Sims could easily lock down a spot all year, and at least Katoa, he could be he could be a freak.
1: Mm, absolutely. All right, boys, last little question before we go, get ahead to what's in store for 2023. Your bold prediction, Robbo. What's, give me a couple of bold predictions that you've got on your plate, mate.
2: Okay, we'll start on the NRL fantasy side of things. I've got Kelma you to become a fantasy gun playing off the shoulder of Josh Schuster and Tom Travojevic. Moving over to the NRL side of things, We've got a couple here. Um, this one might be biased because I'm now a season ticket holder, but despite being underdone on talent, I reckon the Dolphins won't get the wooden spoon. And this is a very random, obscure one. Blake Braley to double his 2022 Simbin account. He had three in 2022. He's going to end up with six this year because he's a sneaky little boy.
1: yeah. Okay. Now, I've got bold predictions. Sharks minor premiers and winning the comp while she averages 50.
0: See, this is probably your most accurate prediction. Sharks could, could, could go all the way. Andy, what do you got? Uh, I've got, mate, Bulldogs come home real strong last year mm. and they've had some stellar sightings stealing our Marnie.
1: But, and uh, Hayes Perham.
0: Hayes Perham at the back, which is, yeah, a bit, a bit unusual, but a bit left field. But I feel like they have a real strong chance to, to crack the eight. Uh, I've got Tiger still to struggle. I think uh, even with all that team, I still think there's still internal dramas here. I don't know if they're gonna if the quality of players there will help. Still got Ipaps to be as effective, if not even more, the fact that he's going to be a workhorse in that team. Uh, so he will still be the same quality of player. And then I've got Elliot <laughs> to be a fancy keeper. <laughs> there
1: you go. I like it. Now, Cobbs, lucky last. What have you got for your bowl predictions?
3: I don't like going against Andy, but I'm going to say Papali'i to have a sub-50 average at the <laughs> Tigers. Sub-50.
0: Yeah, right. Before
3: he went to the Eels, he had a mid-40s. I think he had a high of 44. He did jump significantly to a 65 and 63 average at the Eels, but yeah, that's that's one of mine. Carrigan 60 plus. I talked about him before. And I... Going against another team member here. Dolphins for the spoon. No cohesion. <laughs> if, if a team had 10 new players, we have talking about how they're going to work together. Weak spine. No real strike weapons across their team. Yeah, maybe a game here or there. Bennett is good, but remember when he had a poor team at Newcastle, he did not do a thing. I'm just not buying the hype.
1: Yeah, he's like 94. He's like tactics. Wayne Bennett like, died ages ago. He's so overrated as the coach now.
0: Corbs, you know Luciano cracked fifty plus at the Tigers. So why, why can't I? Perhaps you know what I mean. Oh, just, mate, just bold <laughs> predictions. I'm
3: putting it out it's there. Bold, bold or bold? Because yeah, he's bold. <laughs> bold. The bold predictions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, what's ahead for 2023? You've already seen a few of our team previews. Next week, we'll have the Cowboys and Eels. We're going to be starting a weekly live Q and A, which will be on Wednesday nights or Thursday nights. At this stage, we're going to schedule him in at Wednesday. Around the Traps, Robbo's going to host that. We'll be doing a collab with our boy, the super Coach Whisperer, doing plenty of trial wraps. Individual positional pods will come last. So the teams will probably be a little bit looser, and then we'll really, really focus. The other thing we've got coming out, big announcement, the Talking League Textbook. They'll be out January 30. Now, this is a huge comprehensive guide to NRL Fantasy. It's 180 pages, Plenty of dribble, but plenty of great analysis from the 10 Talking League team members. 17 team pro- profiles. It's got a predicted round one lineup, season schedules, representative player analysis. Now, 391 player profiles. It's got fantasy projections across both classic and draft recommendations. Been lucky enough to Q&A with the champs from the last two years, both Shane and Will from 2022. Will, 2021 Shane. Power rankings for the top 20 players. Bold predictions 2023 again classic and draft strategy was written by robbo uh, riley and also jake which was absolutely fantastic patty did the draft one and if you want to take your game to the next level just wait and see what this strategy comes the big thing here is 20 percent of the profits from the textbook will be donated to Bow cancer australia this is on a, the legacy and contribution to someone in the fantasy community by the name of steve nichols robo you want to take this away mate
2: yeah, thanks, TK. So as many listeners would know that have played NRL Fantasy for a long time, Steve was a respected and much valued member of the NRL Fantasy community. He was the inspiration behind us doing the TL textbook. Uh, obviously, those who've been around a long time probably would have seen the Renegades Fantasy Sports Prospectus in 2016 and 2017, which was a great guide to the season ahead. But more importantly, Steve was incredibly generous with his time. He provided lots of high-quality articles for the community, answered countless questions you know, for hours every single week and as well, he was a uh, listening ear for anyone that just needed to talk, even if it wasn't about fantasy. And uh, those who didn't know Steve, he unfortunately lost the battle of bowel cancer in early 2020. And as TK said there, we're we'll be donating some proceeds as, uh, as to respect his uh, legacy. So just a little bit more on bowel cancer. It will directly affect more than one in 13 Australians, which if you think about it in Australia, we've got nearly 26 million people. That's two million people that will be directly affected. That's not a small amount. It's also the second largest cause of cancer death in Australia and New Zealand, which I don't really think it gets the coverage it deserves. Obviously, mental health you know, become a little bit more prevalent in terms of the discussion. Lots of talk about liver cancer when it comes to drinking. With smoking, we talk about lung cancer. With the sun, we talk about skin cancer. But we don't really talk about bowel cancer too much. And I don't know whether that's just because of it's that part of the body, the digestive system that no one wants to talk about. But uh, we do really need to raise awareness because in 99% of instances, Early detection of bowel cancer can lead to successful treatment. So 99%, which is, um, you know, a very high amount. And, you know, that's why early detection is so crucial. So most of our listener base is based across Australia and New Zealand. So if you'd like to know more about bowel cancer, the symptoms to look out for, bowelcanceraustralia.org in Australia, across the ditch, bowelcancernz.org.nz in New Zealand. But yeah. A big thank you to anyone who does purchase the textbook as it will lead to funds being distributed to Bell Cancer Australia to further Bell Cancer research and awareness.
1: Awesome. Appreciate those words, Robbo. Like Robbo mentioned, Bell Cancer Australia, we're actually official fundraisers with them as well. So 20% of all profits. It's going to retail at nineteen ninety-five. dollars So what we'll do, we'll also put a free 15-page sample so you can have a little try before you buy. But not only will you be supporting the podcast, but a great charity, Raise awareness. And just again, Robo, what's those links again to Bow Cancer Australia, mate?
2: So in Australia, you've got org, and in New Zealand, you've got nz.
1: Perfect. Everyone, make sure that you look after themselves. All right, guys, that was the first episode. Like we said, we're going to be doing all the team previews. You'll get Andy, oh, yeah, sorry, Game Day Squad will also be throwing in a free pack of cards with your purchase. Of your textbook, so you'll be getting plenty of value back there as well. All right, Andy, great to be back on the couch with you, man. You did a great Parramatta podcast that will be out this week as well. So everyone, stay tuned for that.
0: It is good to be back, and I feel like I'm. I'm pushing thirty three now. I'm over to go get a bowel cancer check.
1: Hey, I think so as well, man.
0: I've had three last week. It's a really good time. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely. I think it's the stigma. I think it's the bad stigma that you know everyone doesn't want the the whole thing of it going. The test is actually going down there So no, I think I'm going to book one in Because you never know If you catch early You've caught it So why not
1: Yeah now Robbo Thanks for your thoughts tonight We'll catch you on around the traps you also be doing Both Manly and South's previews For us this preseason
2: Yeah that's exactly right TK And just to answer Corb's criticism Of the Dolphins I reckon you could point all of those At the Warriors as well
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sneaky dig Sneaky dig to Collins in there <laughs>
1: Wow, well, I like it and, Cobbs, great to have you back, man.
3: Yeah, different angle on the couch tonight too, boys.
1: No, no, I've got a new laptop. It's just the way we've positioned it a little bit. Do you Plus, like- Katie's not here as well, so we had to kind of change the angle for you.
3: A different pov. <laughs> good or bad, corpse? No, that's good. Yeah, that's you like- just different.
1: You say change relaxed.
3: is always good. <laughs> 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 it's like a holiday, isn't eh?
1: it? Well, corpse, you'll be doing the draggies and the bulldogs. Yep, doggies.
3: And the mighty red V.
1: <laughs> the not Dragons a lot one of hope way. for either <laughs> Not brothers.
3: a lot of hope for either team. <laughs> <laughs> not <laughs> so much. Fancy prospects, but don't hold your breath for any top eight.
1: There's plenty, mate. Like, I looked through your notes on what you've done for the textbook and your Bulldog stuff. I nearly put eight players in my team, but I still, I think I've only got one Dragons in there. There's just not much value there at the moment.
3: we could sell ice to an Eskimo, TK. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're looking forward to seeing that all right ladies and gentlemen thank you for sticking with us all the way to the end we'll be back for more team previews look out for heaps of content make sure you follow us on especially facebook talking league pod and like i said textbook will be out the 30th of january so stay tuned for that all right guys stay safe and we'll check you during the week